Is Joelle famous? Why does she look famous? Because <laughs> she is famous. Guys, this is the Joelle. <laughs> the OG. This is the Joelle. <laughs> yes, she is the star of the network series. Of course she's famous. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, Joelle. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Good. Nice, beautiful, sunny day. A whole couple of days of warm weather here. Mm. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? This is Jeff Dillon of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a Q&A show. You ask a question, we'll give you an answer. God, we haven't done one in like over a week. We do one on Wednesday for the Patreon for family. Patreon. But as far as like a, a regular open to the general public one, it's been at least a week. Almost two. Almost two. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. And next week, next Friday, we'll probably do it. Next Friday, we'll be in um, Texas. Where Austin? It will be in Austin. We'll have to figure out that there's a there's a time change, so we'll have to figure that out. That's just you know one hour time change, no big deal. You know, it's on a Friday night. We'll be at someone's house staying, so um, we'll be able to get Wi-Fi there. So maybe we'll do a show. Mm. Anybody, um, how is everybody doing? This is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a Q and A show. It's a, mostly a problem solving show, and then also we do something called Jeff Kelman seminars. In fact, we we're just talking about our next seminar which is in Austin, Texas, actually south of Austin, Texas. And you can go to Jeff Kelman Seminars. And there's four seminars left of the year. We've got Austin, Texas, uh, Ramona, California, Phoenix, Arizona, and then a special end of the year one, um, sort of like a holiday, holiday one in Providence, Rhode Island, where we're based. And then we're at our training center here, which we transform dogs from. Are gonna do a gift exchange? At the at the actual thing? Yeah. The Secret Santa. Holiday one. Should we do a Secret Santa? Maybe. Yeah, we can do a Secret Santa. Sure. I'll do a Secret Santa. I'll, I'll I'll send it out to all the to all the people that buy a ticket. I'll say we'll do a Secret Santa. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll have we'll have fun with it. I mean, the tree will still be here. So we can do that. A little gift. I think we should get a fake tree this year, so I can put it up like next week. Okay. Great. Done. All right, everybody. So let's just jump right into it and let's ask questions. Joelle, here we go. A lot of good social media went up today. We did a live. I have a lot edited, but honestly, I didn't have two seconds to sit down. And actually <clears throat> That's okay. Tomorrow you'll put a couple, a couple up. So. DMF, hello from Oregon. I have a one and a half year old GSD looking to get a second. Should I look at only females? Oh, it's a male GSD. Do you think two males are more difficult than one of each? Lots of rules and structure in my house. I think there's a lot of variables. I think if I had to pick, if I owned a male, I would actually probably get a female. After that, I would do two males. Those would be my choices. Two females would be my last I've choice. I've always ever had all males. Yeah, so. but I've also had four females before. So right. what I mean, it's like, I think a lot of it has to do with the dog, the, um, the human, the skill set, the structure. I think you can get away with a lot of things. You can get away with a lot of things. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, how are you, Kathy B.? Melissa said good evening and happy Friday. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa. How are you? Um, Canine Pack from North Carolina. Working with a Boston Terrier that pees on his front legs. He's three. Is there any way to stop this? 
um, you can amputate them, you know. So there are absolutely dogs that they stand on well, four legs, they lift up their back leg to pee, and they piss all over their front legs. One of those dogs is in this room. <laughs> we won't say who, and it's not me, okay? I've been known to pee, but down on my legs, all right? So is there any way to stop this? I guess you can get like a little like pointer stick and like like just point the penis so it goes in a different direction, <laughs> you know, right? So, oh I mean, I, no, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. That's not something I focus on. Now, if the dog was biting a dog while it was peeing, then then that I can help you with. Next. Um, Laura, hey, guys. Hey, Laura, how are you? Drazzy Ant Girl. Hey guys, how was your week? Hope you got some sleep. I sure didn't. So, um, sleep was normal for me, which is means little. You got some good sleep though, a couple of nights. Not, I mean, it's still not normal. Normal. No. Well, normal compared to what? What do you mean? Like how many hours in the night? Ideally, I'd get eight, but I just can't. Oh, be I can't. You can't, how can you, mathematically, you can't I get can't, AIDS. I can't, I know. So it's like I don't really ever feel truly rested. Right. You'd have to go to bed at, you'd have to I'm fall. Av I'm averaging like six, seven these days. Yes. Six and a half, seven. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to fall, you'd have to fall asleep at 8 p.m. to get eight. No. It can't be done. Tonight I will. Yes. Right after the show. Yep. I'm cold. Next. Um... Holding on dog training. Hey guys, the hubs really like the live today. Those are so instructional and great work and explanations. Thanks. Yeah. Joel's been trying to get me to do lives for a while. I mean, I used to do a ton of lives. I used to do those daily yeah. lives. We'll do more. We'll do more. Next. I'm editing the one though where he did work with Enzo and he snapped at you a few times. You get to see Jeff's ninja skills. I'm gonna leave it in there. Did he really snap at me? Mm -hmm. What did I do? Ninja did, skills. Did I bonk him though on no, video? No. Oh. Yeah. I probably, I probably yeah. held back. Yeah. Um, Irene said, "Happy Friday, everyone." Hey, Irene, how are you? J. Ron Lopez. Oh my God, it's Super's owner. Hey, J. &J happy Friday. Oh Hi, hey, Super. Super's super. Hope he's doing super duper. Yeah, Super's great. Good dog. We like Super. Barista boy, David. I just DM'd you on Instagram. Hi, J. &J. Hey, how are you? Peter. Hey, J. &J. Hi, Peter. Hey, Peter. How are you? Ed, happy Friday. Thank you, Ed. Happy Friday to you, too. Shoot, why do I keep getting bumped? I don't know. Bumping. We just started here. Ay, ay, ay. I know. Ay, ay, ay. Wow, you really got bumped. Okay, Christy. My reactive dog is more reactive when she's with the pack than when it's just me and her. Why is that? Um, so five dog, oh, five dog, five dog trainers, five answers. It's because it is. So the cool. real answer is, how do you stop it? That's all you care about, right? So I told you why social pressure. If I told you um, the dog is being protective. If I told you that, that uh, maybe one of the other dogs is setting them off. If I told you the dog was resource guarding. If I told you all these things, does that help you? No. How do you stop it? How do you stop reactivity? So first is... Recognize the first signs of reactivity, which is the loading process, and squash it. Correct it. High-level correction at the first sign of it. Now, it sounds like you said the more, more reactive one with the pack, which means it probably is reactive without the pack. Start the training without the pack. 
next. Hannah, hi JJ, thank you for the seminar in Hilton Head Island last weekend. Yoda, Ziva, and I had a blast. You guys rock. Thanks. We it was really, really great to yeah. finally meet you yeah. and meet to meet your dogs. And thank you for everything. And um, we'll see you again soon. Next. Michelle, hey guys, big hugs. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Kathy B. Oh, well, well, well needed hugs. Yeah. Well, well needed definitely. Next. Kathy B. Trying to correct a 16-week GSD pup from Crate Nonsense. Very vocal pup. People are in an apartment. My bonking isn't effective. Any suggestions? I think I need to bring her home and work with her. So what I would do is 16-week-old, um, you can pull her out and bonk her. You can use a squirt bottle. 16-week-old, you could actually have a bark collar on the dog, a remote collar on the dog. Next. DJJ, hi Jeff, my dog improved a lot after applying your methods regarding spatial pressure. My dog just sits down and looks at me. Do I need to insist him moving away? Thanks. Well, well, I mean, we have, they're, well, first of all, they're not my methods. They're staying, just remember, almost all the dog training, and we have some creative twists to it. Um, almost all the dog training we do is standard dog training methods. They're standard. That's why I love it. It's so ironic when people say, you know, negative stuff about what we do. It's like, you do realize millions of people train their dogs like this. So if you're using spatial pressure and you're trying to teach, say, the dog to move away from you, sitting down is not enough. The dog should actually move away from you. If that's what you're trying to accomplish. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to Jeff Gellin's seminars. Oh, thank you. Deanna. I attended the seminar in New Jersey, and I used your advice regarding introducing my anxious, semi-reactive dog to my friend's highly trained dogs that he spends a lot of time with. He's muzzled with a long line. He stayed in one place, more worried about the muzzle than the three dogs around him. What do you recommend? Well, I think that's actually a lot. That's overload. I would have done it with only one dog. I wouldn't have done even a non-anxious dog unless it was like, even a non-anxious dog probably would have been overloaded by three dogs. Well-trained or not, it's got nothing to do with it. Could have been over unless they unless those dogs totally ignored him and just milled about but i would also do anything in movement i would do i would do things in movement and then also i don't know how you introduce the dog i wasn't there yeah is the dog might some dogs in muzzles don't do well so if the dog's anxious but not aggressive take the muzzle off it's just like semi-reactive oh, semi but reactive is different than aggression so I would only do one dog at a time though. Next. Mimi, hi JJ. I had my dog in a sit stay in the middle of a walking path. A bicycle came out of nowhere. I panicked for a second because he used to lunge at bikes and never had practiced this exact situation before. My dog stayed in the sit with the bicycle going right by him. I trusted him and our training. We have setbacks sometimes, but a positive moment like this keeps us. That's just pretty amazing. Yeah. Just to let you know, everybody has setbacks. Yeah. We have setbacks. We're humans, they're dogs. Like people have to understand that like dog trainers are not magicians. We don't like they're there's like we're still working with animals. So like we have a skill set, like anybody else has a skill set in what they do for a living, you know, but we're 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 still working with animals. Next. Laura, both of you guys have helped me build a better relationship with my GSD, helped me get through a tough couple of months. I'm down 40 pounds over the past three months. You guys have helped me with my physical and mental wellness. Wow. Good for you, Laura. Well, that's amazing. That's probably not, I'm probably not the physical stuff or maybe even the mental stuff. 
Um, but that's probably all Joelle, because Joelle's got a great Patreon channel that everyone should take a look at, because her tribe is incredible. Next. Laura said much love and thanks to both. Thank you so much. Well, kudos to you, Laura, because yeah, you're doing the, you, work. the shit didn't happen by you sitting on the couch. Well, no. Next. Vegan power couple. Hi, how do I play target with two to three dogs at once? I've seen you do it and I want to do it. Sometimes they get confused with the ball and then get upset with each other and stuff. Any tips? Well, they don't get upset with each other. So if you want to play two to three dogs, truck with two to three dogs you need two to three balls and then number one do they all know how to fetch a ball and then do they resource guard balls so you've got to make you've got a lot of variables so how do we do it i just throw the ball and the dogs go get them that's i didn't train my dogs to go after balls pick them up there is sort of an art we have to do with ours, though, because I noticed if we throw Tex and Wes at the same time, there's a 98% chance they're going to go after each other's balls and get confused. Right. So I usually will wait for you to throw Tex. Right. Make sure he's locked on, and then I'll throw Every him. once in a while, when we mix our pack together, because Wes won't pick up a ball that another dog has put his mouth on. Is that? Is yeah. that yes. So it's like... Because we put him into such avoidance in the beginning. Right. So if Tex picks up Wes's ball, Wes will not pick up Tex's ball. But within my pack, my dogs don't give a shit. And theoretically, within your pack, I mean, do Bert and Wes really care? Or is Bert and Wes the same way with Bert? If Bert, if Bert took Wes's ball, would Wes still go after a ball? Yeah, but he's weird. Like, he'll know. Like, if Bert dropped it, and he, then he, he, has, he, to, he, he has to go he, get that he ball. He has to have that he's ball. Like, that's my ball. Right. Like, it's so right. weird. Yes. But meanwhile, that's only during that play session. Oh, yeah. It's not like he's got, like, no. the like the ball what for life. What has his spit on it? Yes, moment? exactly. Um, Jamie, hello. I was wondering how to stop my dog from digging. I was going to use the e-collar, but my dog will behave more with the e-collar as well as he does. He does it while I'm at work. So that means your dog is outside unattended. So well, it's still unattended. So I would. So the question is, how do you stop a dog from digging? Okay, when nobody's home. Because the way to do it is remote collar on a high setting. Go inside the house. Wait for the dog to start digging. When it starts digging, correct the dog. You put a high level aversive into the act of digging. So I would role play that. Now what you can do is you can hit tone first. And then actually what I would do is this. I would set up a go get one of those wireless or solar powered or battery operated little laser things. So when, where the dog digs it's going to cry it's going to break the barrier of the laser which will make an audible sound after the audible sound will come a high level correction therefore whenever it breaks the audible sound it will associate that with a high correction the problem is that'll keep the dog digging from that spot when you're not home or wherever you put this laser thing the problem is you've got a big yard most likely so either the dog sits up on like 
the patio and doesn't ever go into the yard, which is not what you want. So, you know, a lot of people will say, fill the hole up with water. Well, a hole has to be created in order to do that. You're trying to not create a hole. So the bigger question is, maybe your dog shouldn't have free roaming when you're not at home next. Emily, how do I make myself valuable to my one and a half year old dog outside the home? He has okay recall. He comes running back, but typically not to me, usually to whoever I'm with at the moment. So number one, you've got to do tons and tons of drills. If you call your dog to you, your dog goes to someone else, it can be corrected for that. The dog did not recall to you. So you teach recall to a sit, recall to a sit, recall to a down, recall to a down. If the dog recalls to somebody else, then you correct it. It's no different than two of our trainers working together. They'll be side by side or side by each, depending on where you live. Um, and you, one trainer calls a dog, it might go to the other trainer. Why? The other trainer was calling it one time. You can switch off. And the dog has to understand you go to the person that called you, not just come back. Next. Joelle, hey, J&J. &J. Hey, how are you, Joelle? Hey, Joelle. I'd love to see my name up there. I never see Joelle's. Just type it right there. Kristen, Madison, Wisconsin in the house. Hi, J&J. &J. Hey, Madison, what's up? No, you're going to bump me. Don't do it. Next. Um, Becky, hey, guys. appreciate all your hard work and the content that you put out. Working with a dog that is not food motivated, how do you get a dog into the car that doesn't want to get in? So most of the dogs that we get in cars are not food motivated at all. Or even if they were, food would not get them in the car. Leash pressure. Massive amounts of leash pressure. Let's go. So take a long line, put it into the car, have somebody in the car, usually the second row of seats, depending if it's a car or if it's an SUV. Literally someone else is in the car. So say it's a regular car without like like an SUV, and you're putting them in the, the back the back seats. Get a long line, open up both back seat doors, put the long line through the through through the through the doors. You walk up to the car with your regular leash. It looks like you're doing all the work, but the person that's actually has a long line is actually pulling very firmly with the dog. You do that a bunch of times. So in the car, out of the car, in the car, out of the car, in the car, out of the car. That's assuming the dog can actually physically get in the car. If it can't physically get in the car, then no, you don't do that, that's mean. But if a dog can get in the car physically, then yes, then that's how you do it. A lot of people would say use a reward-based system, but what happens if the dog won't take the reward? I think people have to understand when a dog is stressed out or fearful or nervous, they're not going to do something that you want them to do. That's why you have to understand how to use a leash properly and leash pressure. You need leash pressure skills. Next. We just had the one year anniversary of that first funny clip we ever did. And I couldn't find it on my thing. And so I tried to. What the heck? I've got it. You got it. You have to download it. Get some chicken. Get some steak. Cut it up in little tiny pieces. So send it to tell, <laughs> tell, tell Melissa which one it is. It's a classic. Melissa, it's the one where you'll explain to her later. You just text Let's me. Let's go. It's called push pull. Yes. Do that one. Kristen, 121. Oh my God. 121 pound golden retriever that paws at me sometimes. Not nice. Thoughts. 
I think you got a fat dog. That's what I think. Like a golden retriever is not supposed to be 121 pounds. Is that like mixed with a Great Dane? Number one, I'd be interested to know if that dog is overweight or not. And I'm not fat shaming. I just want that dog to live to its natural life. And unfortunately, overweight dogs usually don't. That's really, really big for a golden. So number one, number two, it paused at you. You don't like it. How do you stop an unwanted behavior through the application of a punisher? Punisher is not abuse. The word punisher, which I use all the time, has been hijacked to mean abuse. It's not abuse. If people want to talk science, which I don't do, look it up yourself. Punishment is used often. It's the opposite of a reward. A reward gets you more of something. It teaches something new. Punishment gets you less of something. It extinguishes it. It's common sense also. So we've got science for the people that want to talk science. And we've got common sense for the people that just want to use common sense. And so what you do is no and bonk. No and remote power stim. Next. Kathy, would you ever suggest a correction of 100 on the e-collar as a good way to stop fear aggression in a crate? First of all, let's get rid of the word fear. Take the word fear out of there. How do you know it's fear? And when the dog's being aggressive in the crate, who's it being aggressive to? It's in a crate. So I would suggest fixing the problem. The level of the collar doesn't matter. We have to have a, we have to have, stop having a level conversation when it comes to certain things, because I have dogs that don't feel a hundred in drive. So how about if it was a dog that I own a dog that blows through a hundred in drive? Therefore, one hundred doesn't matter. The dog doesn't feel one hundred. So when Tex is in drive, say chasing prey, he does not feel one hundred. Therefore, 100 is not a correction. Now, what is the dog aggressing to? I would need a specific example of what the dog is doing, and I can give you a step-by-step -step specific answer. See, that's one thing I can give people is step-by-step -step specific answers where most people will just give generalities. Well, build a better relationship with the dog. What the fuck does that mean? Or associate the crate with something positive. What the hell does that mean? Like, these are general things. No. So let's get rid of the word fear. And let's focus on what the dog is doing. Next. Um, Beverly had to put away Bonker when neighborhood walking, but rediscovered the pet convincer. And wow, walking much Yeah, pet, pet convincer is, is great. It's so funny how people... So society thinks that compressed air is acceptable. And I have no problem, by the way, I have no problem with it at all. We we used to use a pet convincer all the time. We don't anymore because we have other ways to work the dog. But a pet convincer is an excellent, excellent training tool, especially for puppies. But it's funny that you can stop an unwanted behavior with a pet convincer, which that means you've applied a punisher to the dog, mm -hmm. but you can't use a cotton towel. Meanwhile, a pet convincer cartridge costs money. You have to keep getting new ones. 
They kind of gets the same response. It gets the same response. Fearfulness in the dog. Right. Startled. In, in, an inhibitor. You instilled an inhibitor in the dog. So it's funny how people will say, well, that's okay, but just this is air. not. It's just air. Well, just it's a just a towel. Next. Bo Fenwick. Hello from Oso and Mom. Hey, how are you doing, Oso and Dennis, Mom? Yes, I have a, two 12-week puppies that are doing great on training. They dogfight, though, and they play together, like vicious. Should I bonk or let them play? So it's highly unusual that two, first of all, 12 weeks, you have your hands full, just to let you know. Everywhere. Okay. Chaos. Two 12-week-old puppies, you have your hands full. I would make sure you've got massive, humongous amounts of structure in those dogs' lives. Train them separately, work them separately, get some of the actually work one out of the room or the other one is in another room. Make sure when the other one is in another room not being worked, it learns how to shut up and not whine and bark and cry. So they don't have separation anxiety from themselves. But number, the big thing is they're not fighting viciously. They're acting most likely, I mean, you have to send me videos. Don't send me a video. We'd have to do an online consult and you can get those from my, my website. I've got online consults that I do a ton of. Like this weekend, I've got like 12 booked this Just weekend. On the weekend? Yeah. Wow. It was like Saturday like and Sunday. Six a day? Yeah. I've got a couple of lives. I've got a couple of lives. I've got a couple of in-person ones. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, they're booking me like crazy. Well, that's it. Well, the one-on-ones now, it's like, Jeff's doing one-on-ones. Let's sign up for one-on-ones. This like, whole yeah. week has been slammed with sessions on all our I parts. know. Everybody. Everybody's working their ass off. So um, they're probably just playing. But it is a good idea to teach them how to stop on command. So start playing, stop playing. stop. Play. But but it's not. you're not stopping it because they're fighting. You're stopping it because it's time to stop. Next. Beverly, do you say out and then stim or stim, say out, and then let off the button upon compliance? So historically, we give the command and then we would give the, we would stim. But I need some, a little bit of, but I'm just trying to think if there's any situation where I would not do it that way. Out, stim. Like if we're taking, if we're doing it more off like other things than like a severe resource guard, we just want to teach them to create space. Well, we'll go to like CS. Like right. So there's there's so it also depends on if you just want to get it one and done, or if you want to do it through CS and CS. Like what I, I there's a protocol I do from getting dogs to move away from people that it's no words actually at the beginning. Because the words don't have any meaning. So, and I've got videos on that. Next. Owlbug, hey guys, so I put my dog on a tie bag. She won't eat her food when I did that. So I put her on her chain tie out. I stood where she couldn't get me, but put the food bowl where I could reach. Do you know how I could do this without having to be so unsafe? And how do I get her to move away from me, the food? So you're trying to teach out from away from your dog? So... So number one, it's going to use a remote collar. I've got a video on it. So watch my out video. That's the answer right there. So instead of me getting into all the details, watch my out video. It's free and it's on YouTube. Out away from food. It shows you exactly how to do it step by step by step. I also demonstrated it at all of my seminars. I want the dog to not only physically move away, but I want the dog to mentally move away. And that second part is a conversation. 
No. Okay. You can have a glass of water. And only a little bit. Because it's almost bedtime. Okay. Okay. Right. So. Sorry, guys. That was Angelo. Right. Because he tried. He tried to like. Have a late night snack. You know, freaking late night snacks happen with that guy. With that guy. Um, so I've got a video on that. Next. Anna, I just skipped this one by accident. Hi, J&J. My doodle is two. E-collar trained. He's getting more aggressive. He growls in the crate when I tell him no or down. And he's starting to snap at me if he's in his place. And I correct him. Okay. So the e-collar most likely did not do that because e-collars don't make dogs aggressive. Can they? I'm sure they can. But the lack of an e-collar sure as hell makes dogs aggressive because every dog that's ever come in here aggressive has not been on an e-collar. Mm -hmm. So there goes that argument. You know what Maybe. I mean? Don't don't use an e collar to make the dog aggressive. Like, how about all these dogs coming in here that are like aggressive, killing dogs and biting humans and attacking children, right. killing cats, getting into dog fights mm -hmm. that have never had an e collar on in their life before. So there goes that theory. So number one, it sounds like you've got a relationship problem with your dog. So number one, what's the day look like? Are you are you structured? Are you consistent? Are you holding your dog accountable for everything? Are you then are you doing enough play, doing enough exercise? So all you it's it's usually the fun stuff people are doing enough of, but it's like the other monotonous structured stuff that people are not doing enough of. Next. Jay Ron said, Super is doing awesome. Took him to the post office today and couldn't be more happy with his behavior. Nice. You guys are amazing. Awesome. Get them for you get them for those forever stamps. Because this is the thing with forever stamps, they stay, they stay the same. Like you never have to. So say right now, say for I don't know how long forever stamps have been around, but say they've been around for 15 years. Mm -hmm. The price of stamps 15 years ago was much less than the stamp stamps now. So if you bought like a 10,000 forever stamps, you'd save a ton of money over the course of your life because it's the the stamp is got the value that it. The postage is currently now. Interesting. Yes. So wait, there's a stamp that just like doesn't have a value to it. It has the current value of the postage. I didn't know there was that was like what the forever stamp was yes. all about. Yes. I had no idea. You thought you were if you bought them you'd live forever? No, I just thought it was like that was just his name. Yeah, it was like a yeah, like a cute name for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Are like, you serious? It's like, buy the forever stamp and show your love. Like one of those things. Like yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. So what happens if you buy an old? A stamp, and then the next year you can't use it anymore. If it's a forever stamp, you can. But normal stamps, you can't. You'd have to add postage to it. Are you serious? Yes. Shows how often I mail shit out. That's wild. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That's well, why. That's why most people buy forever stamps. I don't. That's why I just like go to Staples. But I did. Like, you, hey, know what, you know what? Though? You know what? I was just thinking about something right now. No. I can't stamps and roll. Stamps on rolls definitely go up in price. But I get them at the post office from the machine. And they they come out like already. There's no postage numerical amount on them. There's just the American flag. Interesting. Yeah. Next. Um, Melissa posts the link to your Patreon channel. Oh, thank you. Patreon's fun. I just loaded up like the Q and A responses. Put up a bunch of new videos. All the videos on the Patreon channel are exclusive just to Patreon, and there's a shitload of seminar videos up there that will not be seen anywhere else. 
Kathy B, thank you. We'll try the squirt bottle and e-collar. Little brat even redirected and bit me. Snooty, snotty about the cat. I don't like the body language toward the cat at all either. Yeah, definitely bad intent. 16 weeks old. 16 weeks old? Yeah. Better cut the crap. It's time, it's time to learn some life lessons. Yeah. Owlbog, I already read that. Drazzy Ant Girl. Is there a way to make my dog drop something where he stands? He brings mm -hmm. the things he grabs to me if I say drop it, which would be great if sometimes that would be live iguanas. Well, num oh, number one, better than even bringing you dead iguanas. Well, it depends if they're pet iguanas or not. If they're not pet iguanas, then sorry, they turn into food There's sources. There's an iguana with a hole in it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a piercing. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to deal with that. Well, it's something to do with all your old jewelry. Put it through the iguana holes, but 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 an iguana with a beautiful, you know, keepsake, you know, diamond would be cuter. <laughs> or ruby. My favorite place in Turks and Caicos is Iguana Island, and they like live on the rocks and they like scurry around. Well, this dog they went. Have little numbers on them. Well, this dog went there. They'd also have like little like peri little periods after those numbers. So <laughs> number with a little period. So um, well, we have something called the out command. We use the out command for a lot of stuff. The out command is used for dropping stuff. Next. Emma, can, I, can a dominant but not aggressive dog make a new puppy insecure? Um, I think new puppies, that, okay, first of all, the answer is yes. Second of all, even if you have no other dog in the house, a new puppy can become insecure. There's a lot of variables to it. But you definitely don't want a pushy dog to be pushing around a puppy because why? Number one, the puppy one day might go, you know what? I'm tired of your shit. And now you got a dog fight. Next. Kim, how do you recommend introducing two big dogs? One is German Shepherd, one is the lab. I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about the dogs. Therefore, I can only give you a general instead of a step-by-step. -step. Go for a walk, migrate, do things in motion. Also, the your mindset. Don't try to have them be friends, have them try not to kill each other. And you don't use words. So none of this like, come on guys, you love each other, play, look, this is your new brother or sister. So, which a lot of people do. And guess what that do, that does is, what the dog hears is, hey, guys, why don't you guys try to kill each other and have a big fight? And guess what? Mommy's got another $10,000 to spend on vet bills this month. So, like, you've got to really just, I don't know anything about you or your skill set or the dogs. So there's certain ways to do things. My big thing is migration, existence, next, and then we see where we go from there. But for all we know... If it was me, sometimes if I just go from gut instinct because I work with so many dogs, I'm just like, there you go, dogs. If I know if, I, if I've got a, with with my dogs, even with Wes, because if Wes, I would get, you know, give, and so would you, after one correction, he'd be okay. You know, but, but it, all, it depends on if you're advocating for the new dog too. Next. Um, Regina, okay, so I purchased a mini educator. It's working, but my dog is definitely feeling make it suck. But it's going after my other dog when I make it suck. How do I fix this? Help. So, first of all, I don't know your timing. Your timing could be off. So, did you buy, if you bought it 
to get your dog to stop going after your other dog. There's a lot of other variables there. That's that's you should be doing a one-on-one -on -one online consult. It's almost like a disservice for me to answer the question in like a 15 sec, like how to stop my two dogs from fighting in 15 seconds or less. Keep them apart. Keep them apart. Because you might, your timing could be off. Your levels might not be right. And here we were talking about, don't worry about the levels, but it's like, but most likely your timing is off and the dog's already in drive. Learning how to apply a proper punisher at a certain very specific time is very, very important. Also, are leashes on the dogs? Is there a tie back involved? Are muzzles being used? What training have you done up until then? Like there's so many variables. That's why I offer one-on-ones. Next. Um, Deanna thinks I will go more slowly with the intro. Yes, the dogs ignored him, played with the ball together. And yes, he hates his muzzle. Yes. Joelle, is there a brand of muzzle you guys suggest for pitties? A lot of the ones I found say they aren't suitable for pitties. Really? Interesting. I've never seen. So we use Bas almost Baskerville muzzles exclusively. And guess what? We use them on pitties all the time. I've never seen a muzzle say it's not good for a insert breed here. Yeah, that's Except for like, we just got that Corsa win and it's like, it's really hard to fit them in. Great Danes. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of your, a lot of your jolly dogs, most muzzles are not good for. You have to make custom ones. Or you got your flat face dogs. Little Those are like, you need like, you know, Hannibal Lecter stuff. <laughs> Every time I see a bulldog with one of those on, I'm yes. sorry. Yes. That shit is funny. Christy, I should clarify the reactive dog is good and responsive on her own. She looks to me for cues and responds well. In the pack with the two other dogs that are not reactive, she's not responsive and difficult. I want to go on group walks rather than separate. I don't know how to get there. It's super hard with the big dogs when she is reacting and triggering the other non reactive dogs to get reactive. So, what's happening is your dog is obviously being distracted so you need to start this tone of the walk so what's happening is this on her own you might be micromanaging her and not fixing the uh, the problem so and then within two other dogs the distraction level is too high the dog goes deaf so set the tone of the walk by doing a pre-bonk walk pre-stim pre-stim walk where you correct the dog right from the beginning, set the tone. And for the first few yards or so, or meters, depending on how you count your, your, your measurements, um, you might have to give a couple of firm corrections to set the tone. Next. Hey, Gio, thanks so much for all your awesome training. Help me learn to use a pinch collar, crate train, and exercise my beagle mix with my first dog. Adopted from a shelter at nine months old. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, well, you're the one that did all the work, so thank you. Um, nine months old is also an interesting age to get a dog. That's when they start going into their, from their non-dickish to their dickish stage. Next. Emily Smith, about to add the one and a half year old dog that doesn't care about me outside. I adopted him in May, so he's still fairly new to me. I work his recall a lot in empty places and fields. I just can't get the focus. May. May. That was a while ago. So he's new to you, but but six months. six months. So in six months, so let's Emily, let's speed up that training. So I got to, I've got to feel. Well, also depends how much time you have on your hands. Do you know what I mean? But it's like I think you can make a little bit more progress by 
make sure you're doing enough quantity of drills a day, holding the dog accountable for everything, also applying a correction when needed. That's what people are avoiding. They're doing everything to avoid the correction. Mm. And you just saw your name four times. Yep. So Joelle's all over the internet. And you're not going to just leave me hanging. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Next. He gets so disgruntled about it. It's great. Do you want me to start listing off your triggers? No. Next. Okay. We'll turn, this in, we'll turn this into the fucking Joel Trigger Show. We'll be on until fucking past midnight. The computer would get smashed. That's right. How do we get my yeah. dog to eat food when I'm teaching her out? She won't when I put her on a tie bag. But I have to because she lunges. And when she does eat something, she scarfs it down so fast. So Owlbug, what I want you to do is this. Put HVTs, high value treats in there. But also, you can still teach the dog out without eating food. Out just means move away from something as well. And while it's scarfing it down, you can still correct the dog. Next. Or take, I'm sorry, take the food, put it on a tray. Yeah. On the floor. Okay. Or put it on the floor. Or put it in little in little um, cupcake pans. Next. She also said, and how do I tell if she's completely disinterested in the thing she's guarding? I've got videos on that. So you tell me the dog is me mentally disinterested. So when the dog is eating something, yum, 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 yum. And you say out, and the dog goes like this, but still stares. That's interesting. And the dog goes like this. Food? Never heard of it. That, that's disinterested. Okay. Christy, how do you use a cotton towel? John, well, do you air dry or towel dry? So you, use a, you can use a cotton towel a lot of different ways. If your question is, how do you bonk? I've got three videos on bonking. And all it is is a cotton towel. I've got a video on how to make it, how to use it. And I demonstrate it in all my seminars. I demonstrate it in all my one-on-ones. We demonstrate it at the training center. Next. Um, Christopher, J&J, what is the earliest age you would introduce a dog to a remote collar for off-leash training? Um, Usually at 14 weeks old, we can start conditioning the dog to the collar. That's also under the assumption that you've been doing tons and tons of food training. And you're going to be layering the remote training over the food training. That's our philosophy. Next. Janice, yes, the 12-week-old pups, we work them separately and play time separately. They only play together once a day. We have one only for a short time while the owner is in cancer treatment. Oh, I see. By the way, you are awesome. All my dogs are well-behaved because of your training videos. We're the ones who are going to move into the RV with oh, four that's dogs, right. four kids. But with COVID, we are just moving to a farm instead. Got it. <gasps> Sounds great. So um, kudos to you for taking care of that other dog. Nope. I know. Yep. Sandra, haha, on the what you thought, what you thought you bought, a forever stamp, and you live forever. Oh, your sarcastic joke. I wish that was the case. I just put one on my dog. Put one on everything you just care put about. Put on everything. On everything you care about. You get a forever stamp. That's right. Oh, you I want you to. Stamp. I want you to live forever. I want you to live forever. I want you to live forever. You, you're getting a half stamp. You're not getting this stamp. No, you give them a half stamp. It's like they get pissed off. Your stamp has been revoked. <laughs> or you put a forever stamp. Or you put a forever stamp on them upside down, which means I hope you die soon. You just lost your stamp. You just lost your stamp. Maybe you'll get it back next week. No stamp for you. 
No stand for you. Back of the line. Eileen, do you think you can change bad behavior when it could be a bad genetics? Yes. Um, you, a dog is going to be capped, but this is the thing. Genetics does play a role, but a lot of unwanted behaviors can be stopped. A lot. Now, will they be up to the level of safety if it's a dangerous behavior? That we don't know. We've done it, but we've also not done it. Next. Kathy B, yes, not liking some of the shit that the 16 week pup is doing. So glad they're working on it at the same time. Good. Kudos to them. Jacqueline, what is your opinion on marketing managers? Uh, this is a dog training show. I, I'm not going to answer that question. No thoughts. I mean, this is a dog training show. Next. Can you check that out, please? Thank you. Rhonda, do you think that giving raw bones makes a dog more aggressive? The reason I'm asking is I have given my dog those right before bedtime. I go to put her in her crate and she growls at me. Didn't do it the next night. Put her to bed. She was fine. Thoughts? No. Your dog is a resource guarder. Yeah. Your dog is resource guarding the bones. So I would give her the bones and teach the dog how not to resource guard. Next. Kim, I have a six-month-old puppy. I've had her a couple months. She's progressively started becoming more fearful of people, especially. So she might be going through a fear stage. Just look up Google fear stages in dogs. Next. Um, Melissa suggests, are you talking about the clip to how to get the dog out of the car? The clip of cutting food into little bits? Yes. Yes, yeah. If you can download that clip and get it to me, that'd be great. Uh-oh. Your bums again? Yes, constantly. Christy said thank you. You're welcome. Jamie, in regards to my digging dog, should I be placing him in a kennel inside while I'm away at work rather than leaving them outside? I check on him frequently through my nanny cams, but what consequences am I not considering while being away? You can't correct a dog when you're not by the house. I mean, you can do anything you want with your dog. But if you really think about it, like what are you not considering the exact thing that we're talking about? Digging holes. How do you stop a dog from digging holes when you're not home? Like, that's a good question. Next. Surely my dog is super aggressive with people he does not know or doesn't see often, but great with those he knows. It's common. We're having a grandbaby. Do you have a video on how to introduce a baby? So I, first of all, that warrants a one-on-one because -on -one, a child's life is on the line. There will be no introduction of that, that, that grandbaby. The dog will be, so this is not the final answer, but that dog will be kenneled. End of story. That's all the information I'll give you. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm trying to save the, save the life of a, uh, of a child. I do not know anything about you. I don't know anything about the dog. I don't know anything about the family. Any of the people that are going to be there in the room at all. All I know is you've got a super aggressive dog, which is your words. And it's not good with strangers. Those are your words. And there's a baby involved. Your words. And I'm not being... Uh, and I, you can tell my, my voice absolutely changes when we talk about babies, infants, and children. Because they have no choice. You do have a choice. The dog gets put away. Now, can you can you make sure can you make it go well? Absolutely. 
We do it all the time. But that takes training, a live consult, talking back and forth, and we can do that through um, the internet, which is great, which is fantastic. I cannot do it in this format. So, but in this format, I can say, keep them separate. Next. Melissa posted a link to my Patreon channel. Thank, Thank you. you. Everybody, definitely go to Joelle's Patreon channel. It's well worth it. Um, AG said, Jeff and Joelle are dope as fuck. Damn right. Make that a t-shirt. So I would give you a fist bump, but you'd blow me off on that I'll one. I'll give you a fist bump on that one. Oh, you're a selective fist bumper? So now now you're now you're a selective fist bumper. I'm selective everything. Yeah, um, no shit. Let's be honest. Yeah, there's no, like, like yeah, I know. 50-50 chance. That's like, that would be good odds. The gamble. Yes. Could keep it spicy. Yes. Um, Kathy B said, stamp conversation, laugh my ass off. Kathy would get a forever stamp. Yep. Emily, sure. thank you so much. I have three other dogs. So holding them accountable for everything is a big part of their lives. I'll work on doing a lot more drills with him. He makes my first dog go insane. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a common, that last sentence is a common, is a common phrase. Next. Jacqueline, sorry, I was asking for my dog training. Oh, comments. well, I don't know that. Um, I don't know anything about your business. Do you just think a freaking marketing manager would be beneficial or not? A marketing manager? That's a pretty big position to hire for a dog training business. So what's their social media skills? That's the first thing I would want to know. What's their social media skills? What's their skill set and knowledge of YouTube, Facebook? You should be your own marketing manager. That's right. Technically. So YouTube. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and the internet. Do they know how to read analytics? There's a lot of variables. Also, are they only going to do traditional marketing? Or do they know how to actually market in 2021, which is coming up? There's a lot of things, a lot of things. I've met people that like don't even know the first thing. They'll be like, Facebook sucks. Really? Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Whether you agree with it or not, Facebook is pretty powerful. And I'm not going to get into the politics of it. And trust me, my company's been throttled down by every single platform out there. Like we're currently being throttled down right now. And I don't put up anything political. Ever. On my personal page, my business page, ever. So, but what's their social media skill set? That's what I'd be interested in. Next. Rhonda, the bones were chewed and done with when I put her in her crate, like 15 minutes later. What's still growling is normal? So, feeding your dog raw does not make them aggressive. It doesn't. So is, can a dog still resource guard something? Yes. Can still resource guard. So it could just be the, the bottom. The, the question is this, how do I stop growling in the crates? Ah, no consequence. That's how you stop growling in the crate. Next. Sandra, my four-year-old Bichon is acting out of character. Cage time, he whines in the morning in place. When told to go in and double down, he will whine at me. 
He will listen, but once I turn my back and walk out, he sneaks out. He peed in my house a few days ago. He hasn't done this since he was a puppy. I don't know if this is quarantine crap. I do try cage doing cage time during the day because there's been none since we've been home now, and he whines. Right. So th there's definitely a host of separation anxiety and anxiety-based behaviors that COVID is creating. That and a lot of divorces. Or, well, eventual divorces. Whining dogs, I guess. Whining dogs. So, dog training and divorce lawyering. Definitely want to look at those career paths. Next. Divorce lawyering. <laughs> I'm going to get into that line of business there. <laughs> You've had enough of them. <laughs> One. Okay. What do you have, like 18? 14. <laughs> okay. Stop exaggerating. I've had one, and I learned my lesson. Okay. Never again. Okay. So I learned my lesson after my first one, but I'm just a sucker for punishment. <laughs> Faye G. Is Joelle famous? Why does she look famous? Because <laughs> she is famous. Guys, this is the Joelle. The OG. This is the Joelle. Yes. She is the star of the network series. Of course she's famous. Next. <laughs> Kathy B, you two make a good team, especially when Jeff is aware of Joelle's reaction. <laughs> Just joking. Love you guys. Good. You, you signed that Netflix deal, didn't you? Yeah. You're going to announce that soon? Maybe. Okay. Well, I you, it spicy. Just going to wait until people, there's 50-50 chance. Exactly. Next. That's it right now. That's it? Really? Yeah. Damn, girl. Because you didn't go any rants. Want me to go on a rant? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I don't even rant about. I like the live was really good today. We did a really good live, very, very informative. If you haven't seen that, check out the live. Um, that's on, it's not on Instagram. We did it live on Facebook. So it's only on Facebook right now. So check that out. Oh, we got a question. And then um that's a big thing. I know the videos that you're are there any seminar videos from um South Carolina going to be going Look, up this Andy weekend. Sent me a bunch. I just have to go through. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So we'll probably start putting up some seminar photos from videos. seminar videos from the photo album already went up. There'll be some seminar videos going up from the latest seminar. These seminars are life changing. They're really life changing. It's just really, really incredible the 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 power of these seminars. Yeah. I mean, it's just I was thinking about that this morning. It just like it sort of sucks. They're they're getting to them is is a little bit like different now and the energy at them as far as like the human connection but the changes we make between the dog and the owner and help build better relationships mm -hmm. between dog and owner and how we help stop unwanted behaviors and then the education we are giving to the owner that's all the same yeah that's all the same mm -hmm. um all the same but with and i noticed people aren't eating as many snacks no have you noticed that but no, 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 South Carolina, they cleared. South Carolina did a very good you know job. Why? Because we went back to the good baked goods that we weren't doing the past few. So when, when we first went back on the road, we absolutely went to all packaged stuff, like individual packaged cookies, individual packaged everything. Everything in the bag, yeah. This, these, this seminar we went to. We said we just did cookies, like you buy, you know, like a 12 pack of the cookies for the, the baked ones bakery. from the bakery. The muffins, guess what? Fucking clean house. Clean house. 
people it's good shit and we did halloween candy which was a hit so okay i got that was my idea everyone i got a feeling i got a feel because day one you said to me barely anybody touched it the end of day two the fucking bowl was empty i ate a couple of the reese's no 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 i mean i believe you i'm just thinking to myself if you went to south carolina fess up did you guys just like put it in your pocket? Did someone just, did somebody take a ton of it? Or they were just like, fuck it. But hold on here though. I'm gonna eat all this candy. No. They're like, it's. Somebody filled their pockets with Halloween candy. Okay. You know why? They probably went out the night before and they got ripped off and they felt bad. Emma, how much time should a three month old puppy spend in a crate? It, 12, weeks, uh, 12 weeks old? Oh, geez. About 18 hours a day. Not continuous. No, consecutively. Not, okay. okay, disclaimer, disclaimer. Asterix. Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training says puppies should do, dogs should spend 18 hours a day in a crate. No. But over the course of the day, about 18 hours. Next. Sandra, do you have any vids on COVID like quarantine issues? Yeah, I did. I did a bunch of live on that. Just yeah. I'll tell you what. You want a vid a video that's COVID um uh, uh reflective? All of them. Seriously. All the videos, every video I make is reflective of it. Because whether we're having COVID or not, a pandemic or not, you're traveling or not, you're moving or not, you're home or you're not, they're all related. They're all related. So anyway, on that note, guys, it's been a great show. Mm -hmm. Time to time to potty the dogs. And uh, yep, first 30 out. He's like, yep. guys, it's eight o'clock. That's right. Angelo, brush your teeth. Angela, you want to say goodbye to everybody on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch? Sometime today, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Anything to say? No. Want to ask your, want to ask your question, your, your, your Pokemon question? about who's um not the one about who stinks more what's the other one that you asked yesterday to your sisters oh which pokemon is more poisonous yeah go ahead ask that one <laughs> angela's got a question for you for all the pokemon fi fans which pokemon is more poisonous beedrill or venomoth okay see you later <clears throat> there you go that's the question of the night madly in love with you guys everybody have a fantastic weekend We'll see you Monday, 7, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night. Good night.